what what exactly that was. So uh, speaking about professional tryouts and kind of new players, potentially at least, for going into the new season, um, always news around college free agents. And we certainly have some this year, kind of ironically, a, I don't want to say, I guess not a de facto trade, but a, a sort of trade in uh, the Kerfoot and Will Butcher saga between two of our favorite teams here. So, Absolutely. Mark, what are your... So, we'll, I guess we'll start with um, Alexander Kerfoot, who was a devil's pick, right. who signed as a college free agent with Colorado. He is a center. Uh, he put up a lot of points in his time at Harvard, and I believe he was a Hobie Baker finalist. Um, definitely was a prospect. But personally, I was looking forward to seeing not a ton of room to shoot up on the, on the center depth chart, I guess, for him. So he decided to... Um, to make a move and go over to Colorado, where there is plenty of opportunity if you uh, can skate, they'll they'll put you anywhere. Uh, uh, so, what do you think? Are you what are you th- your thoughts on Kerfoot? You have any thoughts? What does this mean for Matt Duchesne? Um, what do you, what are you thinking? Exactly. I mean, the rumors of Matt Duchesne leaving the Avalanche or being traded has been we, they've been talking about that for years at this point that it's become a dead horse. But with uh, Kerfoot, it's really exciting to see what he does in the AHL until the Avalanche finally ship out Duchesne, if they do this year, and it finally goes through. Um, the Avalanche do have a lot of centers, uh, but this seems to be Joe Sackick finally realizing that the Avalanche aren't going to be making any big jumps in the next few years, and this seems to be a really good uh, step in the right direction. So where is Duchesne? Where is he going? I mean, this we've, I've heard Duchesne's going to be trade for a year and a half. I right. mean, Allen, I mean, probably to the Rangers just because the Rangers trade for everybody and then still don't <laughs> win the Stanley Cup. But I don't know if you have a thought on that. Uh, that's, that's not true. We don't have anybody to trade for him. Right, yeah. I think it's going to be just Rick Nash yeah. for... Uh, I'm, okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> for Matt Duchesne straight up. I mean, at this point, it's uh, something that we're going to be hearing ad nauseum all year, what the uh, Duchesne trade rumors are going to be. So, fun fact, it's early September that we're recording this, and there's a new, a recent article from Yahoo that is, Matt Duchesne deserves better than this from the Avalanche. Yes. Which I think is actually really apt to talk about the other college free agent we were going to focus on, which is Will Butcher, who was drafted by the Avalanche and signed with the Devils. Um... Will Butcher obviously did win the Hobie Baker and is a defenseman and, uh, in my understanding, somewhat puck-moving and offensively oriented. Um, what happened? There's so much opportunity with Colorado. I hear there's, there's been some rumors as to why he didn't sign there. you have any insight on that, Mark? Uh, Patrick Waugh being Patrick Waugh before we the Avalanche finally shipped out Patrick Waugh. So. But too little too late to uh, yes, repair uh, broken bridges. Unfortunately so, because once again, the Avalanche need defensemen, and this is definitely going to be looked at as a missed opportunity. So to get this, to, to make sure I'm clear, is the understanding, or at least the, the grapevine understanding, that Patrick Waugh essentially didn't want Butcher because he was, you know, he's under six foot. I think he's like 5'10", five, 5'11". Five, five, there, there's something about Colorado and really, really tall athletes, but that... That goes beyond hockey that I just don't understand. I think that's that's strange because with the altitude, you would probably want shorter athletes. Is that how that works? That's probably not how that works. I, I've no, I, I moved out of Colorado in 2000, so right. you, you tell me. If we have anyone listening from Colorado, please email us uh, or something. I don't know. Do we, we have an email do address? Do we yeah, have any yeah it's, it's crosschecksandbalances at gmail.com. Okay. I, I, I should reserve that. a very professional podcast. Yeah, Gmail. It's by a big company called Google. Never um, heard of it. Yeah, not, not, I'm not super familiar with it. So, I mean, Mark, not to not to throw you a, a curveball here, but what is what is the hope then for Colorado? Is the idea to get flip Duchesne and get 
picks? I mean, what? How well, does this rebuild like, even start? Not, not that I'm not that I'm an Avalanche fan, but it sounds like uh, Joe Sakic really is kind of living head in the clouds about what he thinks he can get for Matt Duchesne, who realistically, at least last year, was not not especially good. I, I don't know what you think, Mark. Well, at, at this point, I think uh, Joe Sakic was made the GM very prematurely. Uh, I think uh, once again, when you're talking about Colorado sports in general. In another sport in football, it worked out really well when John Elway became the general manager of the Broncos. And all of a sudden, within the year, within the next year or two, I believe that was when Joe Sackick became the general manager of the Avalanche, along with Patrick Waz, the coach. And that hasn't really panned out as well in hockey as it did in football. So I think that's just Colorado sports in a nutshell. What about the Denver Nuggets? I don't watch basketball. I, no. They have Carmelo Anthony, right? That's I, oh wait, they, that's they, not not they anymore. They traded him to the Knicks, right? About that's ten right. years like, ago. About ten years ago. <laughs> um, I mean, in in fairness, I think it's interesting how star players as GMs can sometimes work out. So Elway working out, Iserman. I'd say Iserman's certainly worked out. You know, he made yeah. the conference finals, then the finals in uh, consecutive years. But the difference between Iserman and Joe Sakic is that Iserman trained under Ken Holland for probably four to five years before he got his own job. Whereas I don't believe Joe Sackick was working in any kind of an executive role or managerial role before he took over there. So, Mark, let's uh, let's cut right to the chase here. Right. When will Colorado 